0: the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, but in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, Keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, through baptism, our mother, who brings us to birth. Several months into the pandemic, I was out for a walk, and I walked by a church. There was a small sign by the door that said, everything will be okay. Now, I paused and I thought to myself, uh, well, I hope so. I'm not exactly feeling it. I know faith is believing everything will be okay, but I'm not so sure. Maybe Maybe we're not okay. Maybe everything is not okay. The problems of the world seem insurmountable at times. So happy new church year. Advent is ushered in with a bang with our readings, not with a dose of sugary optimism today, but with the reality, the reality that things are not okay. That's at least what we get from today's scriptures. Humankind is at the end of its rope Things are out of control. Despair is rampant. In the Isaiah reading, the people are in exile, ready to go back home and ready to go back to their normal lives. And their disappointment is visceral. God was going was to make everything new. God was going to make everything okay. God was going to wipe the tears from their eyes, restore their fortunes. Instead, the city, Jerusalem, The temple, they're in ruins. Now in such times, people shake their fists at God. They lament, they question, they rant. Rip open the heavens, Isaiah writes. Give us some of that, some of that divine intervention you're known for. Don't be a remote, don't be a removed deity in the sky. Tear open the heavenly barrier The Hebrew text suggests breaking open the skin of the firmament, the sky, like an animal tearing open a cage. Now that's a vivid prayer. And the psalm for today is no less shocking if we get beyond all the holiness that we associate with these divine words. The writer of this psalm is no happy camper. Not at all happy with God. The psalmist writes, you have made us a laughing stock. We are drinking bowls of tears these days. We pray and you just, well, you just fume with anger. So hear us, God, save us, restore us, stir up your strength because, well, like we're in desperate straits. We are not okay. Hello? Hello, God, are you listening? Are you listening to our prayers? Get the hell down here and help us. Now that's pretty much what the Psalm is saying. Kind of shocking, huh? I have to admit, sometimes we preachers, sometimes all of us, we people of faith, we move too quickly to the good news, to the hope, to the assurance that things will be okay before before we've told the truth that they're not that life is hard, that hearts break, that bodies fail, that justice is denied. My friends, Advent begins by debunking the lie we tell ourselves that we don't need a savior, that we can save the world ourselves, that we can fix the world, that we can heal the world. This past week I was told about and struck by two readings in which the author remembers times that they were not okay. I'll share them in the chat later in the announcements. The first is by Meghan Markle. We know her as the one famously married to Prince Harry. She writes about the losses that we all share in common with what it means to be human. She begins by telling of the cramp in her body that brought about a miscarriage, clutching her firstborn child, she was losing her second. Megan reminds us how important it is to move these days beyond our isolation, to really ask each other, are you okay? Now we have stories, we have answers beyond the perfunctory question, how are you? Rather, as we listen with open minds and open hearts, the load becomes lighter for us all. Healing comes and so does the advent surprise that Christ comes again. The second piece is by Pope Francis. At age 21, he didn't know if he was going to live or die. He had a flu that led to doctors taking a, taking a liter and a half of fluid from his lungs. The doctors told him they didn't know if he would make it, but he remembers the extraordinary care of two nurses. He remembers those nurses as he reflects on all those serving today during these difficult times. Rather than fighting for personal freedom as many of us are tempted to do. Francis applauds those these days responding to the most vulnerable, those working for the common good. For in such times and such people comes the advent, surprise, that Christ comes again. So our theme this advent, all things new. As Francis writes, God asks us to dare create something new. We cannot return to the false securities of the political and economic systems we had before the crisis. We need to slow down. We need to take stock. We need to design better ways of living together on this earth. Some of us these days are reading reflections on the pandemic and faith by biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann. All creation struggles. The whole creation groans for the new to break forth, he writes. The new creation does not come easy. It's not the automatic next thing that comes with progress. Technology is not our savior, he writes. The old creation has failed us domination and exploitation, false truths and certitude, the newness God brings isn't us congratulating ourselves. No, it's the hope and candor of those who receive what they cannot conjure for themselves. Our gospel for today is from Mark 13, and it's though you've heard it many times. If you stand back, you've got to admit it is a doozy. It uses apocalyptic material with this kind of gist. Things will be worse before they get better, but hang on, things are not okay now, but just when you think you can take no more, that's what the apocalyptic literature says, God will make everything new in the end. All right, the text says the heavenly powers will be shaken, the sun darkens, the moon's light gives out, stars fall from heaven, Jesus then returns with power and glory. Except it's been 2000 years. Uh, When is Jesus coming? When will the world be okay? Things are not okay and we're still waiting. Not so fast, Mark writes. No one knows the day or the hour, so keep awake Keep alert. Don't miss it. Don't miss the advent. Don't miss his coming. Don't miss the meaning of your lives. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the birth of something new. You see, rather than sugary optimism, the readings and hymns on this first Sunday of Advent, they're like a shake. They shake us with a bowl of something stronger than caffeine. Wake up. Life is short. So here's a shocking biblical tidbit from today. The gospel writer Mark writes that you can't know whether Christ is going to come at evening, at midnight or cockcrow or at dawn. Why these four times you ask? Thanks for asking. I'd be happy to share what I learned this last week. Remember, this chapter, Mark 13, is right before, right before the passion and death of Jesus. So, get this: Mark links these four times of the day to the passion that will follow. Jesus gathering with his disciples at evening, betrayed and arrested at midnight, denied at cockcrow, sentenced to death at dawn. Mark, the cross is the apex of all history. In this God-forsaken moment, when things are not okay, when things are darkest, Jesus is revealed as Lord. At his death, the sky is dark. It's the apocalyptic moment. That means Christ comes when life is bleakest, when things are not okay, when hate seems to triumph, when hope is a distant dream. Yet with the eyes of faith, this is the advent. This is the birth of something new. This is the resurrection. God promises that everything will be okay, or at least we will be okay. I know this is mind boggling. A lot of times it doesn't make sense to me or you. That Advent calls us to let go, like an, ad, like an addict, like an addict, to admit that, that we can't do it ourselves, that we cannot save ourselves. For Christ is coming, for Christ comes this day in our cross-shaped Advent, in losses this year, too many to name, in a cold dark winter in broken yet open hearts, in times, in people, in places that seem most God-forsaken, and in the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Dear people of Holy Trinity, Christ's coming is always a surprise. It's always unexpected. Just maybe, just maybe the past 10 months will make this Advent like no other. So come, Lord Jesus, rip open the heavens, wake us up, and make all things new. For we are waiting. It is Advent, and we are waiting. Amen.